Thank you very much, uh, Hillary, as uh, Glenn uh, sits down and gets ready for one more exciting hour of magical radio about to happen here in front of your eyes. It is. Mm -hmm. It really is magical, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. What happens? I mean, I'm so glad that it's like the Magic Kingdom where you don't see behind the scenes (laughs) because it would hurt the magic. By the way, Glenn, uh, interesting, they've got uh, today, we've got Rudy Giuliani coming up. We've got uh, Alan Dershowitz coming up this hour. And then after this, if you're on the yeah. if you're on the Premier Network feed, uh, you've got Clay and Buck, who just started uh, doing the show in Rush Limbaugh's time slot. And they have the president on today as their first guest. Uh, so oh, that's right. If you happen to be in this uh, particular uh, network, right? We're listening to this network right now. You've got a heck of a day of programming in front of you. Uh, as uh, three really big guests here coming up in the next uh, hour or two. Yeah. Have you list, Have you had the chance to listen to them yet? A little bit, yeah, a little bit. I, I listened to them. I mean, I like both yeah. of them quite a bit. So uh, you know, I think it's going to be a good show. I do too. Mm-hmm. I do too. Yeah. All right. Good. Uh, coming up, Rudy Giuliani and Alan Dershowitz. Welcome to the Glenn Beck Program. We want to talk about uh, justice and the American system. We have uh, we have a couple things going on in the world with our with our justice system. Uh, the Justice Department, I think, has become hostile to the Bill of Rights. Some in the FBI at the upper level of the Justice Department, uh, I think, they are. Uh, they're squashing the Bill of Rights as well. There is, there is a real question of can you get justice in America anymore? Uh, and we have attorneys that are not taking on unpopular clients. Well, have you ever read anything about John Adams? Have you ever read anything about our justice system? That, that's exactly why we need the Alan Dershowitz uh, in our lives. And you can't be um, persecuted because you take on an unpopular client. When did we stop admiring our own system of justice? Well, that's what's happening with Rudy Giuliani, and it is setting a very dangerous precedent. He's joining us along with Alan Dershowitz in 60 seconds. The Glenn Beck Program. So if you are looking to buy or sell a house, you've got to have the right real estate agent. You have to have somebody uh, that, you know, is is highly trained and has expertise. Uh, just talked to a friend, uh, I think I was telling you yesterday, that um, said, yeah, I had my cousin be our real estate agent. That was a mistake. And I'm like, yeah, yes, it is. Don't. Why do favors uh, on the most important financial decision of your lifetime. Don't, don't do any favors for anybody. This particular couple lost about 25 grand because 
the cousin didn't understand how exactly to negotiate and how to put them into a situation to where they could pick the best offer. So realestateagentsitrust.com. This is why we were formed, why I started this company, to give you a free service to be able to find the person that follows the best practices that we have found through the 500 best real estate agents in the country, according to the Wall Street Journal. We did our homework on what makes a good real estate agent. What do you need to know? What are the patterns? What are the things that you can you can look at at a real estate agent and go, okay, you got it. Well, we've done all the searching for you, and if we have somebody in your area, great. If not, we won't recommend somebody. There's a long list of people that want to join real estate agents I, I trust, but we want to make sure that we know the people. Uh, so we want you to be introduced to them. If you're looking to buy or sell a home, go to realestateagentsitrust.com right now. We'll send you usually pretty quickly the name of somebody in your area, whether it's across the street, across town, or across the country. Realestateagentsitrust.com. Former mayor of New York City, the host now of Common Sense Podcast, Mayor Rudy Giuliani. How you doing, Rudy? Good. It is, uh, you know, it is, what is happening in our country is so astounding to me. And I, I heard you say last week, it's, it, this isn't America anymore. Explain to people exactly why they're trying to suspend or what they're saying, what they're using to suspend your license in New York. Well, I've been practicing law for over 50 years. I have never had, I don't think, a complaint, certainly never a proceeding against me. And I probably have tried some of the most difficult cases in the history of the country. They're uh, basically the complaint against me is that I, on a number of occasions, uh, set forth facts indicating that there was fraud in the uh, 2020 election. Uh, those facts are all based on information and evidence I got from other people. Most of them are backed up by affidavits. I've offered several courts the opportunity to hear these witnesses. They've been uniformly declined. I offered this court the opportunity to look at the affidavits. Uh, not only didn't did they decline it, they kind of lied about it. And um, what so do you mean? I, I, well, what I what I did was I said that in in the state of, let's say, Georgia, there were several estimates of the number of dead people who voted that ranged as high as 8,000, 3,000, 5,000, 8,000. And that I, had, that I had death certificates involving at least 800 of them. I, I explained that that's all based on affidavits. Instead of looking at the affidavits, they concluded because I gave three different numbers and because I didn't give them the affidavits, I was lying. Well, the fact is there are three different numbers because there are three different experts who have three different estimates. Mm. And I made that clear in the, in the statements that I made. And they never bothered to ask to see the affidavits I said were available. Now, I have 400 affidavits. I couldn't possibly have delivered them all to the court. I'm also represented by 
judges who were on that court who told me that you normally don't give the underlying affidavits until you get to the hearing. This is a preliminary stage. You just tell them you'll make whatever affidavits they feel are necessary available. They failed to tell you that I did that and make it sound like I'm hiding the affidavits, which is a straight out and out lie. Those affidavits back up to the number, every single number that I used. And if you saw the affidavits or any court ever let these witnesses testify, well, the dam would break loose. The 80 courts refused to hear witnesses. I only was involved in three of the cases. 80 courts refused to hear a single witness, single citizen, who can testify that there was fraud in the election. They make it sound like I have the information. I don't. I have other people's information, Glenn. I'm sitting right now in my den. Uh, two rooms away from me is a file room that has those 400 affidavits. They're from American citizens, like a, uh, a woman, 60 years old, who worked for Detroit for 40 years, and te- would testify under oath that she was taught how to cheat by the Detroit Democrat Party. They taught her how to put phony names on phony ballots, names of people who were underage or dead. Now, she could be telling right, the truth. So, so Rudy, she I, could be lying. I, I, right. Right, and th- that's for a jury to decide or a judge to decide. Not so I want to I want to keep two, I want to keep two things separate. Um, one, the the actual election and the aftermath, and two, the role of an attorney, because y- you can't just go up and say those things. Uh, like for instance, I think Sidney Powell was a, a little irresponsible at the end um she had a lot of credibility and it just kept coming undone because she would never present anything y- you were trying to present and go to court and that's where that's where a bad attorney is shot down is in court if you would show up and say you've been saying all these things but you have no affidavits you have nothing but you're not on the hook for what they say in those affidavits unless you told them to perjure themselves you understand that it's an affidavit it's sworn under oath so you are representing your client and bringing these people in and if they're lying they get in trouble not you correct that's actually true i mean i've been practicing law for 50 years and that's the way you do it i went a little further here if you go to my podcast i put some of these people on uh on recordings so you can go and see the recordings of them saying this if you want to so i i did i didn't do it with all of them but i did it with a representative group to show that i wasn't just speculating there are people there who spell out that they saw for example uh something like a hundred thousand ballots brought in in the middle of the night in detroit from what they could tell almost every single ballot was for biden uh, there were two witnesses to that, and then a third witness who saw the last half of it. Those I have on a on a on a podcast. I have a I have a video recording of people being thrown out of the Atlanta Center. By law, you're supposed to have uh, independent witnesses there when you count ballots. You can see them all being thrown out. You can see the uh, Democratic workers checking out to see that there's nobody there, and then they start counting ballots in secret. And then we have an expert 
who went and looked at the counter and something like 32,000 ballots were counted at that time. Something like 99% of them were for Biden. Now that is actually in public. And they accused me of lying about it. But they were too lazy to go look at the podcast. Finally, they say I'm a danger. They say that I uh, am a danger to the public. Now, these statements they're talking about, Glenn, all come after January 6th. So they're not talking about January 6th. They tried to blame me for January 6th. But when I put in the my statement and I put in my recording, they see that when I said trial by combat, I was clearly talking about two machines. I was talking about putting two machines next to each other, the Dominion machine and an honest machine. And let's see which one counts to vote accurately. And I said, I'm willing to bet my reputation. We win. So they tried to make that into a statement of violence. They couldn't. They dropped it. So now they say I'm a continuing danger because on about eight or nine occasions since January 6th, I have said there was fraud in the election. However, that's uh, almost seven months. There hasn't been a protest. There hasn't been a fireworks. There hasn't been a rally. There hasn't been any violence. Uh, the, the, the danger is well, in their mind. There's no danger. I'm yeah, not and, uh, Nobody's running around going crazy because of what I'm saying. So what does that mean? That if you're on the Democratic side, you can say that for, uh, what, three terms of Republican presidents? And you, you if you're Republican, okay, you can't fine. say that about this election? You can't. No. And, and you know, Stacey Abrams can go around. Georgia is saying she was elected governor. That's okay. But I can't say that there's evidence of fraud. It's not even that I said the election is stolen. So there's evidence of fraud. Of course there's evidence of fraud. I mean, it, 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 there's over, I have so much evidence of fraud, I, I don't have room for it. And I, I'm entitled to that statement. I'm entitled to that opinion. There's even a, a court case that Alan Dershowitz has pointed out uh, you, you don't get penalized for the things you say out of court. I didn't, but I'm entitled to exaggerate out of court to benefit my client. I better be careful when I'm in court, however. It's in the nature of a defense lawyer to make the best possible case for their client. So if, if you hold me to some strict rules of, you know, everything, I mean, because this case was so important, I did follow the strict rules and I did make sure that everything was uh, documented. And for example, when lawyers would come to me like Sydney and make a claim, I said, I want to see the documentation first before I support it. But normally I wouldn't do that as a lawyer. My client is entitled to the best possible interpretation I can put on the facts. And if you can make the legitimate exaggeration, you're even entitled to do that. There's, there are law that there are cases that say that. So this is five Democrat judges. You have to understand, Glenn, they're appointed not by God. I mean, they're appointed by the Democrat county leaders, some of whom in my career I've put in jail, by the way. I mean, one of my most famous cases was convicting two of the most famous Democrat county leaders under Ed Koch and putting him in jail for bribery. I know how corrupt this city is. Very few people do. This is a corrupt, old Democrat city like Chicago, Philadelphia, Detroit. These are the cities they picked to cheat. They didn't cheat in Omaha, Nebraska. They cheated in Detroit. Right. And they cheated in Philadelphia, and they own Philadelphia. 50 years of Democrat rule in Chicago, 
uh, last weekend, 77 shootings, and nobody cares. Uh, if you don't think that that corruption spills over into the way judges are appointed, you don't understand how corruption works in American politics. Each one of these judges so holds their appointment to a Democrat district leader. If they wrote an opinion favorable to Rudy Giuliani or Donald Trump, they'd be finished. Their career is completely controlled by one Andrew Cuomo. They're going nowhere if Andrew Cuomo decides to blackball. Right. That's an unfortunate reality. And that's why you see these decisions come down, Republican, Democrat. We go in front of the Supreme Court of Pennsylvania on a crazy, crazy decision that uh, all the all the poll watcher has to be is present. He doesn't have to look at the ballot. You don't have to show him the ballot. He just has to be there in the room, like looking at the trees. And, and five to two, the Supreme Court upholds it because the five Democrats will accept a totally irrational opinion because if they don't, they're finished. So, Rudy, I've heard the uh, the guy who really doesn't like you in New York, the uh, head of the ACLU has or former head of the ACLU has come out in your defense uh, <laughs> and Mike, said this just classmate. <laughs> of course, What did you say? Times. He was my law school classmate. He sued me 40 times as mayor for, for welfare reform, for job fair, for um, uh, uh, requiring students to work while they were going to school for another. I mean, he challenged me on every conservative. Now, he's a pure liberal. And uh, he has said some very harsh things about me. But most importantly, he the, the, uh, theoretically disagrees with me on everything. You know, when I was running for president, there were people that thought I wasn't conservative enough. And Hannity used to say, right. you didn't watch him govern. You didn't watch him govern. I was trying to get Norman to go up and attack me to prove that I was the most conservative <laughs> mayor. In the history. But Norman, Norman was too smart to know that it would help me. He said, if I get up and talk, you'll win the Republican primary. <laughs> but he's an honest man. But he's an honest. He, like, I believe right. what I believe, and you do. He believes what he believes. But he also believes. Those are the best people. kind. But he also believes in something I truly believe in, which is uh, it's my obligation to defend the lawyer who represents the most miserable, horrible uh, criminal. If the person yes. can't get a defense. Yes. You know, I never, yes. I never, uh, terror, I, 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 I tried Nazis. I tried two Nazis who killed one 12,000, uh, 12,000 people, one 22,000 people. I didn't attack their lawyers. I'd have been real uncomfortable being their lawyer, but if the court appointed me, I'd do it. That's what I, that's be, that's what it is to be a lawyer. If you don't understand Rudy, that, uh, Donald Trump is the only guy in America not entitled to a defense. And his lawyers are the only lawyers who get their offices raided. I can't think of, I never raided a mafia lawyer's office. Ever. Rudy, we are, uh, I'm, I'm, out of, I'm out of time, but I thank you so much. We're watching your case, uh, and we're behind you. Not because, not because you were for Donald Trump or against Donald Trump, but because we cannot allow this to happen. That's the way Everyone it be, is at stake. A hundred percent. I agree thank with you. you. It's much bigger than me. Yeah. It's hard to say that, but it is. It's much yeah. bigger than me. 
Yep. Rudy Giuliani, thank you so much. Let me tell you about Patriot Mobile. This is the time of the year when we celebrate our independence, the values that have made America great and prosperous. Now more than ever, it's important to support companies like Patriot Mobile, who not only share our beliefs, but they stand behind them with action. Right now, you have two great offers to choose from. You can get 50% off your first two months at Patriot Mobile or $100 off any phone. Both offers come with premium activation. Just go to PatriotMobile.com slash Beck for details. Patriot Mobile, they have the broadest nationwide coverage. They use the same cell towers as the major providers. And they're, you, you, you'll get great service from their uh, American uh, uh, customer service call center. So call them now and switch 972-PATRIOT. It's really easy. 972-PATRIOT or PatriotMobile.com. We've got to stick together and stand with the people who are fighting with us, not against us. Switch your mobile phone service to PatriotMobile.com slash Beck. 10 seconds, station ID. This is uh, this is crazy uh, what's going on. We are under attack. Every institution is under attack right now. And uh, every single person that rose and, and took the oath of office, you are violating your oath of office right now. You're violating it. It means nothing if you're not actively engaged in protecting the Constitution of the United States against all enemies, foreign and domestic. Um, We are being fundamentally transformed and changed. Um, The White House yesterday affirmed its support for the, um, the woman who is part of the Bureau of Land Management. She's going to be running it. She has ties to eco-terrorism. What? So we have, we're putting somebody in who is associated with eco-terrorism. She is somebody that uh, was involved in tree spiking uh, because she doesn't want anybody on uh, land. She also argued in support of population control because humans are destroying the planet and she doesn't think cattle should be uh, allowed to use federal land to graze well that puts almost every farmer and rancher out of business because the federal government in some states out west owns 80 percent of the land no no this is the glenbeck program if you're over 50 and you haven't joined AMAC yet, may I suggest that you check them out today? Um, before I recommend anybody to you, I do my homework before committing to anything. So here's my challenge to you. If you like benefits, life insurance, travel discounts, uh, all the things you can get if you're a mature American from all kinds of different groups, AMAC is the best. Now, that's for the benefits. If you're serious about standing up for our country, this is the group that pushes back against the ultra-left legislation by going to Washington on your behalf and including you. 
That's why AM, uh, AMAC is right for you. If if you are somebody that you'd like, how do I get information on the things that I care about and a trusted source? Well, they have that with uh, newsletters, videos, podcasts, fresh website contest uh, content, a bi-monthly magazine. Join now, AMAC. Be a part of the team fighting for America. AMAC.us slash Beck. That's AMAC.us slash Beck. You see the censorship of conservatives all over the place. Go to blazetv.com slash Glenn to help stop fight it. Let's go. Blazetv.com slash Glenn. This is the Glenn Beck program. I heard uh, Alan Dershowitz talk about Rudy Giuliani Monday on uh, the Megyn Kelly podcast. And um, I just thought he made such good points and I wanted you to, to hear them. But I also had a couple of questions for uh, Mr. Dershowitz on uh, on this particular case and what it means if it's not repaired. Welcome, Alan Dershowitz, host of uh, The Dersh Show. How are you, sir? Well, I'm doing good, but I'm very concerned. You know, I've been a lawyer for 60 years. I taught legal ethics for about 35 years at Harvard. I have never seen a case like the Rudy Giuliani case. First of all, they deny him an evidentiary hearing. They say you have to prove not only that what he said was false, but knowingly false, that he knew it was false. He denies that. And yet they didn't take evidence. They just suspended him, saying that the suspension is likely to become permanent without any kind of an opportunity for him to respond. Moreover, I have never seen a case where lawyers have been disciplined, not necessarily for what they say in court. Some of the allegations are what he said in court, but others of the allegations are what he said on television, on Fox, on Newsmax, on podcasts. Why is that not protected by the First Amendment? I think everybody will concede, the court will concede, that everything Rudy Giuliani said would be protected by the First Amendment if he weren't a lawyer. What's the difference that he's a well, lawyer? But, 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 <laughs> I, I mean, I watch lawyers on TV all the time. J- just, um, for instance, in the Chauvin case, I've heard the lawyers talk about how this is all about race. And yet, when they got into the court, there wasn't one word about race. Well, was he right? Should he be suspended? Well, I can tell you, many, many thousands of lawyers would be suspended if this decision by the appellate division in New York were applied across the board universally. There's a famous case where a prosecutor held up a pair of underpants saying it belonged to the defendant and that the red on it was his blood when the prosecutor knew it was paint. The guy got sentenced to death. Ultimately, it was reversed. But the lawyer wasn't disciplined or disbarred. I've experienced myself probably two dozen cases where lawyers have made misstatements to the court. I filed a grievance. I filed a grievance against David Boyes, a prominent lawyer, the senior partner in Boyes mm-hmm. Schiller, who has had many ethical complaints against him in the Theranos case, in the Winston case, you name it, in other cases. He says to me on tape, on tape, I have it on tape. He says to me, the woman who accused you is wrong, simply wrong. You couldn't have been in the places she said you were in when she claimed to have sex with you. He says that on tape. 
And then just a short time later, he files a complaint saying she's telling the truth and everything she says is truthful. He knows that that's false. And I filed a complaint with the same disciplinary board that disciplined Giuliani, and they wouldn't even consider the complaint. They wouldn't even investigate. That's how selective this prosecution is. And it's unfair. They're going after Giuliani, not because of what he said, but because of who he defended and because they don't agree with his politics. So here's the here's the scary thing, Alan. We we know that it would not be universally applied um, because it it never it it never works out that way, strangely, because it's about politics. However, this should shock every attorney um, to, to know that if you fall on the wrong side of an issue, you can be suspended. But also this goes to something else we have uh, i have one of the, the, the had one of the best first amendment attorneys in the country from uh, from uh, washington dc battling with us i've i've had them for 20 years and battling with them etc cetera, etc cetera. we're in the middle of something and we get dropped and the reason why we're dropped is because it will cause problems with some of the other cases and the partners that we have. You, excuse me? Yeah, yeah, You're yeah. now make they were making political calculations on who they were going to represent. Alan, if this kind of stuff continues, you if you're unpopular, you're not going to get an attorney. Well, I remember this from the 1950s. I was a year too young to remember to know this, but I was in college when McCarthyism was rearing its ugly head and no lawyer would dare to represent somebody who was accused of being a communist or a fellow traveler or too far left. Yesterday, it was the left that was complaining against the right. Today, it's the right that's being victimized by the left. And you know what's going on in this world today? The hard left has become the enemy of free speech, due process, and equal protection of the laws. And they call themselves progressives. They don't want equality. They want identity politics. They don't want due process. If a woman says it's true, it must be true. Why have a hearing? They don't want free speech. If we don't agree with you, you shouldn't be able to say it. Free speech for me, but not for the. What has happened to the hard left and the Constitution? They see the Constitution as the enemy of their utopia. They don't realize that without these constitutional rights, every utopia turns into a dystopia. If you don't believe that, look at Castro's Cuba, look at Mao's China, look at Stalin's Russia, and you'll see historically it's always been the case. When you end these rights, you end freedom and liberty, and we have to fight against it. I'm a liberal Democrat. I voted for Joe Biden. I voted for Hillary Clinton. I voted for Barack Obama. I voted for Bill Clinton. I voted for every Democrat, and I'm just as concerned as if I were today a Republican. And they can come after me tomorrow because I defended President Trump in front of the United States Senate. And I'm suing CNN because they totally distorted what I said. And I won the first round of my case against CNN. And I think I hope I will win the subsequent rounds as well. We cannot allow this attack on the Constitution to continue. But, you know, I wish there were more liberals like you. I mean, this is what a liberal used to be. 
And I don't yep. know where those people are hiding. I, I don't know if they don't exist. They don't see the threat or they're afraid to say anything or that Donald Trump was so bad that, you know, ends justify the means. I, I, I don't that's know where they are. That's what I think many of them say. That's what they tell me. You know, people don't talk to me anymore on Martha's Vineyard. They don't talk to me in other places, mostly Martha's Vineyard. These are people whose kids I wrote recommendations for for college, whose kids I got up at three in the morning and helped get out of jail when they were picked up with a, with a, uh, drugs or uh, with alcohol. These are people I have done things for over the years. Today they won't talk to me because I defended the president of the United States and Trump is different. Nothing applies to Trump. The Constitution is suspended when it comes to Trump. That's the road to tyranny. Wow. Um, let me ask you this. The the ex-FBI lawyer uh, that lied to the FISA court, I mean, he changed, he changed documents. He got a one-year bar suspension. Um, Rudy Giuliani is facing a life suspension. This guy gets a one-year suspension from the bar. Doesn't that seem a little light for somebody who went into court, knowingly changed documents to have it say the exact opposite in a FISA court? Yeah, especially a FISA court, because there's no other side of the FISA court. The FISA court isn't an adversarial system. One side is presented. And so that side is expected to present everything fairly in a pristine manner because they have a special, special responsibility. Look, I think what that guy is accused of doing is far worse than anything that Giuliani is accused of doing. Oh, my and gosh, yet, yeah. That so hard on Giuliani. I would like to have somebody go and go through all the cases where the appellate division in New York or the, the, the disciplinary board in New York has refused to take action against lawyers. For the most part, they take action against lawyers who steal money from clients. They very rarely take action against lawyers who lie in court. I have had so many cases in the Southern District of New York where prosecutors have said things that are clearly untrue. And I've written books about it. And I've, you know, um, argued appeals based on it. But I've never seen any lawyer disbarred because of it. I don't want to see lawyers disbarred. I don't, I'm against the weaponization of the justice system for political and partisan purposes. But I don't want to see oh, yeah. Giuliani treated to a double standard and denied due process and denied free speech rights. Well, but, but wait a minute. You, you should get in trouble if you're lying in court. Yeah. Shouldn't yeah, you? Yeah. 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 You have right, an okay. obligation. And and with the court, but you have no obligation to be candid on Fox television or in Glenn Beck's radio show. I'm always going to be candid because that's who I am. I have never deliberately said anything that's untrue on any radio or, or television show to my knowledge. And I'm going to continue to maintain that standard for myself, but I don't want to see the government have the power to determine whether what I've said to you is true or false. Once you give the government that power and bar association disciplinary groups are the government, you give them the power to chill advocacy, to chill free speech, and you give them the power to selectively enforce the law. And that's so dangerous. You know, one of the dictators of South America famously said, for my friends, everything for my enemies, the law, the law is so powerful. You can use it so effectively against your enemies. And what we're seeing 
right now is a Banana Republic-style attempt to try to go after former President Trump and his family and his company and his associates. And that's what happens again in Banana Republics. When you undo a government, you go after the former government. You put them in jail. You kill them. You do all those things. That's what determines whether it's a tyranny or democracy. In America, we generally applaud our former office holders. We don't go after them. But here you have in New York, the attorney general of the state of New York runs for office without seeing a bit of evidence, runs for office on the campaign pledge that she will get Trump. It's not what an attorney general should do. And that's not a fair way of approaching criminal justice. From uh, the Dersh Show, Alan Dershowitz. You can grab his podcast wherever you get your podcast. Uh, as always, Alan, thank you very much for your honesty. I know we disagree, I'm sure, on a lot of things, but uh, hey, on telling the truth and yeah, yep, we can disagree but standing up for yours. what is right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right, Alan, thank you so much. God bless. You bet. Whether you want to refinance or buy a home, now might be the time to do it. Mortgage rates are still incredibly low, and there are still options in the twos. I mean, in a mortgage rate of two, you need to look at your loan and see what your current rate is. If you're paying more than three right now, you need to lower it, lower it right now. I can think of no better place to do that than American Financing. In a 10-minute phone call, you can get a free mortgage review where an expert mortgage consultant is going to go over your current options and see what's available for you. Talking about the options that could save you hundreds of dollars a month, maybe as much as $1,000 a month. American Financing is a family-owned business, and they have you covered on your mortgage from coast to coast. Call American Financing at 800 906 2440 800-906-2440 or go to AmericanFinancing.net. American Financing, NMLS 182334, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. The Glenn Beck Program. You may have noticed the tendency of the media occasionally uh, and the Democratic Party to highlight the perceived dangers of white supremacy. Not sure if you've noticed that at all, but we have not yet received the sort of MLK equality that we're all looking for when we talk to we talk about black nationalists and black supremacy. Uh, we have a shooting that occurred the other day. Guy uh, uh, Othal Ozone Wallace. Good old Ozone. Shot a police officer in the head in Florida and then ran away. He was discovered on the training grounds of a black nationalist uh, organization. This organization called the NFAC, the Not Effing Around Coalition. So he goes, he apparently, once they got there, the police got there, found this guy. They said, well, actually, we dissolved the NFAC quite a while ago. Uh, but this, uh, this guy was kicked out, of course, of the NFAC. And the NFAC is an organization started by a guy who has had a couple of brushes with the law. He, uh, you know, if there's, I don't know if you can detect any ties to a police shooting here, but he, here's the quote from the report. Investigators found videos of Johnson, who started this organization, calling for the incitement of violence against M- Minneapolis police. Quote, the only way to stop police 
vi- uh, violence is to identify and locate the homes of police, burn the houses to the ground, kill the officer and their family members and associates. So relatively direct statement there. It's absolutely unbelievable that the media seems to have no interest in this whatsoever. You watch the videos. He was identified in the videos. You can see those uh, on my YouTube page, uh, Stu Does America. His, we, we show you the videos, show you where he was in previous rallies. The rallies are heavily armed. Massive guns all over the place. The types of weapons that the left definitely wants banned. And there are thousands of people. It's amazing these things pass by and nobody reports on them. I mean, to the extent that white supremacy is still a thing, it's obviously a terrible thing. But, I mean, the numbers are relatively small here and we're told it's the biggest threat to our country. If that was the reaction, I guess, to, to the media, you know, of, of kind of a dismissive attitude, maybe you'd understand the way they react here. But this is a black nationalist and the media doesn't seem to care. This is an organization that has threatened to kill cops. Nobody cares. This is an organization that had someone shoot a cop in the head and no one cares. And the media is, is silent. I mean, honestly, I take that back. They're not silent. I wish they were silent because what they're doing right now is so much worse Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast here, Glenn Beck Program, of course, and Stu Does America, wherever you get your podcast. We'll see you tomorrow. Have a good night. This is the Glenn Beck Program.